The Power of Sound, a Monocle 24 collaboration with KEF. I'm Roderick Cox, and I am a classical musician and conductor based in Berlin, Germany. I was originally born in Macon, Georgia. My family, they're not classical musicians, but I always remember music around me as I was growing up. We were very much involved in church, and my mother was a singer as a, as a young kid, as a teenager. She performed in a, a small gospel trio that she organized with her friends. It was only until much later did, did I slowly start to discover classical music. I participated in the elementary school band program where I was a percussionist. I just loved the idea of being in an ensemble with your friends. It, it just always seemed like a fantastic, wonderful, emotional outlet. I just loved being involved in music. Eventually, when it, when it came time for me to decide what to do in college, it just made sense to pursue music. I switched from being a percussionist to French horn. I was fascinated by the, the shape of the instrument, the sound of the instrument. I liked the fact that there were only a few players in the band or in the orchestra that played the French horn. But at some point in college, I strangely started to struggle. I had never received formal lessons on how to play the horn and I was sort of teaching myself. And so when I got to college and I had my teachers telling me, you know, how to do this and how to play that. And, and when I had to really think methodically about how to play the instrument. For some reason, I just forgot how to play the instrument altogether. It was just weird. And it was such a traumatic experience for me because I, I felt that there was all this music that was boiling inside of me, music that I enjoyed playing, and I couldn't express it through the instrument anymore. And this is when I started to study scores and become fascinated with with conducting because I was just listening to more, more music and looking at the scores. And I just realized that my imagination for sound started to develop far beyond the single line of a horn player or the section of a horn. I was, I became, I became so interested in what the violins are doing, and what the violas are doing and what the cello are doing and, and trombones and how these sounds mix together. And I was also very much interested in the the composers and their their backstory and their lives and and I suppose the context in which these pieces were written the symphony the the concerto and so forth and how that context influences the sound of the music how does one's oppression. Let's take Tchaikovsky, for example, because this was one of the first pieces that fascinated me. Tchaikovsky Symphony Number no. 4, he was suppressing his homosexuality and, and went into deep, dark depression in this part of his life. And then what came from this, this uh, deep depression and suppression of his um, sexuality was his Symphony Number no. 4. And when you listen to that, 
and hear those sounds that he tried to convey. The music seemed like a diary and I just, I just thought that was just absolutely incredible and it really helped show the power of, of music and classical music to me. It was the piece that inspired me to want to become a conductor. I remember first standing in front of a professional orchestra, I believe it was in the Czech Republic in summer of 2010. This was when I first decided I wanted to be a professional conductor and so I needed to change my studies. The amount of sound that's coming to you at once, depending on the piece, it feels like the sound is, is coming from the floor, it's coming from many different places around you and I imagine it's like a drug that once you feel it, it's very hard to turn away from it. It's, it's almost addictive. Once you experience it, you want to experience it more and more. And just the, the beauty and warmth and the shape of the strings and the, the brass and the woodwinds. I think an orchestra as a musical organism, it's one of the most powerful and fascinating things we have. As a conductor, you're, you're essentially studying a score in silence for long periods of time, months, weeks, sometimes years, depending on the score. And so you, you're developing this imagination of how you want the orchestra to sound in this piece. What is the style? What is the, the color? And what is the character of this music? And then when you get in front of the orchestra, then, then you listen at what they are proposing to you, what they're playing, while at the same time keeping in contact with your imagination for the sound and your interpretation. And how do we bring those things into one? How do we align those? There are performances where it seems like all the stars are aligned, where you have a conductor, you have an orchestra, and you have a, a performance venue or a concert hall, because the concert hall is also an instrument and, and is an active instrument. I remember two distinct performances here in, in Berlin was when I heard the Berlin Philharmonic play Mahler Six and Shostakovich Symphony Number no. 7, and uh, you know, those are pieces you certainly know, but to hear an orchestra at that level, the, the arguably the best orchestra in the world, produce the sounds that they do, it just completely stretches your imagination. And it, it I suppose, expands your sound imagination when you know that, wow, that's possible. Wow, it's possible to play that soft and that sweet or that that still and that cold and then you build a a sound vocabulary for yourself that you you take with you anytime you try to conduct a piece where you want a similar sound you you have a reference point for it and so certainly hearing the berlin field being in this in this city and hearing some of the best orchestras in the world play 
It's so helpful. That's the beauty of this work and the beauty of this art is that, you know, if you do a piece once and then you do it again and you do it again, it just, it begins to evolve and begins to take different shape with, with experience, with your life experiences, with what you've seen and um, what you've done throughout life continues to inform the piece and it continues to develop in your unconsciousness. And so each time you come back to it, it, it takes a different shape. Certain pieces by certain composers, I feel like when I open them, they immediately start to speak to me in the most fascinating ways, and they never get old. One in particular is music of of Johannes Brahms and his symphonies and, and so forth. It's just every time I I study them or I hear them, they are like a new revelation. Interestingly, I haven't conducted much of it yet. I've sort of been waiting. There are certain pieces I would just like a little bit more life experience before I I conduct them or perform them, but I still listen to them and study them quite a bit. And so Brahms, I think, is certainly one of those composers that continues to really fascinate me. You have to think differently when you conduct an orchestra in, in a different location, in a different hall, because the hall will tell you a lot of things. The hall will tell you how long a note needs to be, if it needs to be longer, if it needs to be shorter. A hall will tell you how fast you probably need to take the music or how, how slower you can take the music, how the music reverberates in the hall. And the orchestra can also tell you a lot about their hall, especially if you haven't worked with the orchestra before. And so if you're working with the Concertgebouw Orchestra in Amsterdam and they and they're playing Beethoven 7 for you. They've played in that hall with some of the best conductors in the world. And and they will show you, oh, this is how long the quarter note should be in this hall. And this is the, the best way to get the, the most beautiful sound in this space. And so maybe they hold on to this note a little longer or play this note a little shorter. And that's why it's important in that first meeting with an orchestra is to just Listen. You don't know how your interpretation will hold up in this particular hall and with this particular orchestra. And so perhaps a, a tempo or a speed of the music you took in uh, Chicago with the Chicago Symphony might not be the best idea for the Concertgebouw Orchestra or the Berlin Field, because the halls are so different. How loud the brass need to be or how how soft the brass should be versus how loud they could be in other halls is, is can be completely different. The hall is the instrument as well. 
at the end of a performance, you have this adrenaline that is still going and it is an exhilarating experience, especially when you can completely give yourself to a performance and be absolutely focused and in this other dimension, really, where you feel like you've, <laughs> you've traveled to another world through this music. That's what's so fascinating about it. And it's very hard to describe unless you're, you're there. But then about 30 or 45 minutes after that, I think there is a huge drop off. I think I feel absolutely exhausted because of the, the mental and physical energy you had to focus on that performance. I think what conducting has taught me about sound is it's helped invigorate my curiosity in sound and also my understanding, my curiosity and understanding of people. And that's why I think music is so amazingly powerful and fascinating because through it, we can gain better understanding of each other. And so from traveling the world, and even if I can't understand every word someone's saying or in a specific region, if I don't speak their language, to hear them play or to hear an orchestra play or express themselves tells me a lot about their culture, their language, their, I suppose, life values. You, you hear it. I, I mean, if, you're, if you speak Italian and you hear the rhythm of that language and the, the cadences and whatnot, and then you play the music or listen to the opera, it's all there, the sounds, the articulation, so forth. And same with French and, and the beauty of the French language and the beauty of the, the French music and the sounds and the the depth and the, I guess, somewhat hardness of the German language and the deep warmth and, and darkness of a German string sound in a Brahms symphony, the optimism or hope or the, uh, the massive landscape of the American people and the sort of open intervals or the the high, highly rhythmic sound of most American compositions or the, the different modal atmospheres or the minor of the, the Negro spiritual and those African-American songs or the style of with the blues. And I can go on and on, but I think sounds continue to teach us about one another and our cultures and our civilizations. and. I think it's, it's the best diplomacy between nations and people. Through music, we, we communicate differently and through sound. And so I think that has um, certainly helped with my understanding. And I think I'm a better citizen because of it. <laughs>